0: This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life.
1: And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. I
0: can stop. Hello to all of our family burrito listeners out there whose father thought it was hilarious when he would wake up and catch you stealing his weed out of his drawer in the middle of the night when you were trying to get drunk and high during your teenage years. Welcome back to the family burrito podcast, episode 53. My name is Christine. My sister, Jesse, and I created this podcast as a way to heal our daddy weed issues, Jesse, what's up girl <laughs> girl let's talk
1: about your daddy weed issues do you have any i don't have i don't have, I don't have any daddy weed issues <laughs> no i'm sorry I, I have tons of daddy weed issues What am talking about so well, as you said that as you were talking about the intro do you remember when dad had like the russian bride yes okay all right so she, she had some relative that was like taking a road trip through texas and he had me buy some weed for him. Okay. Mind you, I was in high school. And this guy was older. He was like, I think in his 20s. So older than me. And he had me buy him some weed. And then he got mad at me that it was shorted. I was like, I don't have a scale. Like, I just bought this from somebody at school. Like, and then I remember dad and him got in a fight over it, and dad kicked him out of the house. Okay. And who was this guy? he was like a cousin to the russian bride right 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 he was the cousin okay yeah. a little
0: a little background about our father how old were you around 12 was it around 12 11, i was 12? in high
1: school okay. Oh, when, when this happened yeah i was in high school
0: yeah so so I think it was around twelve, and y'all are in Colorado. He, I don't even know where the hell he got this catalog of Russian, you know, wives. What, right? And yeah, he, he told. And he would he, say, "Check so out your
1: new mommy." Yes,
0: yeah, so he had this catalog of potential why Russian wives. I don't like where the hell first of all where the hell do you get a catalog like that like ask hashtag asking for a friend like i'm like (laughs) where do you get that catalog like how does that happen like you know i just never i don't know i don't i've never ran across something i'm like where did he run across this catalog he must have been in something sinister or whatever where he found this catalog you know got his hands on it maybe it was a porn shop or something um Anyways, so he, he, I don't know, it seems like he searched high and he searched low in this catalog. He told you to pick your mommy, right? Yeah. And you were like 12. That's so sick and so twisted, you know, and you were probably like going to pick a mommy that looked like you,
1: right? <laughs> well, I just remember looking at like all of these half naked women at a very young age. They were half naked? Yes. Yeah. Like some of them were like titties just out oh my
0: god okay I am so naive and like I feel like I've lived a crazy life <laughs> but I'm sitting here thinking they're all like have professional
1: photos like, oh no and, no no wow they wow, looked, wow it looked I looked like they were like sex trade like in the sex trade um oh no sex like sex traffickers <laughs> that's like like what it looked like because it was like white background I'll never forget this um it was like white background. And like the women would be standing there and like, like either like in lingerie or their bra and panties or just completely naked. Wow. Um, the men wanted to know what they're buying. <laughs> that's crazy.
0: That's just, man. But it's that crazy is, that's- that dad just handed this
1: to me and was like, she's going to turn out normal
0: wow okay so so <laughs> so then he finally found the one right yeah and then, online.
1: Went, huh? is, and then the internet was invented because like you know the catalogs were pre-internet and then he found this one online you know yeah thank yeah. you oh, so this
0: one this one wasn't in the catalog this one no was on, on the
1: online. online yeah that's crazy it was like called russianbrides.com shit you fucking not what was her name do you remember lose something Lou, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I was like, the universe is fucking with me right now because it was right after Grandma Lou died. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, this bitch and her daughter are going to move to Fort Worth and you're going to have to like teach her English and shit. And I was like, I hate Russians now. I've forever hated Russians.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. I, I don't even, I have so many questions. Like, okay. So this was after Grandma Lou died, and then he found a Russian bride online, Russianbride.com. I guess shout out. I don't know <laughs> if they still exist. Like, maybe they'll pay us for some advertising. I don't know. But anyways, um, and then, so the one he picked out, her name was Lou something. That is crazy. Yeah, I wonder, if it was
1: like because it was like, it was very, you know, Russian, but it was like Lou... Oh gosh, I haven't thought about it in a long time. So I'll I'll have to like think about it and put it in show notes or yeah. it, like write it down. Wasn't talk it about like Lumot uh, Lu I don't know. It's still like, like there was an M. In there. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Lou something. Yeah. Because like remember, because our grandma's name is Lou Alta. So I always keep wanting to fucking say Lou Alta. That's know, crazy. That's <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. So so they
0: so he went to Russia first, right?
1: yeah he met her there in Russia after like talking on the internet. And then he gave her a debit card And she spent like thirty thousand dollars or some shit,
0: yeah, cause she I remember his her son, her son needed like dental work and all this stuff. And meanwhile, you don't even have freaking shoes and and clothes and.
1: Wow, that's crazy.
0: That's just... well, that's
1: why I don't really like Russian women. So yeah. I Russian women yeah tell your sisters to behave <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like well
0: they're they're just doing what they do that in this particular case I mean she obviously was a scanner a scammer a scanner yeah a not, scanner, not a grocery scanner a, scanner a scammer, a scammer. <laughs> she didn't work at a grocery store she didn't scan things she was a scammer um damn um I get my m and my n's mixed up girl um just like I'm still thinking about the lumata whatever her name was uh, I don't know yeah yeah
1: still- you're
0: close I feel like you're very close to yeah let me get my pendulum pendulum. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) three hours later is it it (laughs) you know um but yeah so so he went to I remember him going I I feel like he showed me a picture Mm -hmm. I don't know I just know that somewhere I don't know if it was I think it was a picture he showed me and it was of her green thong her like neon green thong did you get to see that picture no yeah yeah i don't know i'm, I'm thankful for that <laughs> yeah, he thought it was I, I don't know he was proud to get some 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 booty i guess even though it, he had to pay it was just for a it.
1: picture it wasn't even the real thing it was just a picture
0: yeah yeah so fucking creepy Damn. yeah totally creepy, creepy. <laughs> and so so then did he go to russia
1: twice or was it just once i feel like it was once and then he was planning on going again and then she pulled that trickery the trickery of coming into town um no it's taking that thirty thousand. like she never even Mm. came to visit i never even met the bitch oh she never came to visit no like thank god because i know i would have fought her with my Mm. anger issues then and the way i know she was playing dad because it's so fucking obvious to like outsiders yeah um no i would end up going in handcuffs that night (laughs)
0: So he, you don't think he really knew that she was scamming him?
1: I think he was hopeful that he was not being scammed. Mm, yeah. He's, he was a hopeless romantic dad. Yeah. He was such a fucking moron for pussy. And it, mm-hmm. so annoying.
0: Yeah.
1: But well, all he had to do was be like a decent human, like more than just 20% of the time. And like, he would have kept a woman. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure like, bitches cheated on him probably because he had a small dick that's my theory like can't mm-hmm. you can't lay down the pipe good then you probably gonna, bitch probably gonna own oh, out there getting some pipe laid from somebody else yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know well, like my mom cheated on dad with mm-hmm. well i mean he was gone forever but
0: mm-hmm. he ate she
1: cheated on him
0: and got pregnant, so
1: he, and got pregnant. <laughs> wasn't she
0: working at a kentucky fried chicken
1: uh Dairy Queen shout
0: out Dairy Queen oh, that's I don't know what's more white trash KFC or DQ
1: and you know what the fucked up thing is like dad was always so upset not the fact that she got pregnant but the fact that she was offered a managerial job and she didn't think she was smart enough to do it so she took a lesser paying job because she didn't want to be a manager and that's what more dad was more mad about than her getting knocked up by the, the manager.
0: <laughs>
1: I don't even know what where to go with
0: that, Jesse. Like my brain is scrambled to X right now. I'm still trying to remember the chick's name and there's my M and my N's are getting mixed up. And now we're talking about managerial position positions at Dairy Queen but anyway I thought she worked
1: at KFC but and yeah I guess you don't even have to have a high school diploma for that shit because bitch dropped out in fifth grade yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: why did she drop out she got kicked out of school and her parents never enrolled her in a different school it and it this of was a, like wasn't it
0: because of a fight I feel like I've yeah told me a she, story
1: about that she cut some bitch's hair off on the school bus. Okay. <laughs> Petty bitch. Jesse. Petty bitch. how did you turn out so normal? I'm normal.
0: <laughs> uh, I, yes, I'm normal. She said I'm normal. I'm I'm yeah, i was kidding. Yeah, I mean, for real, how choices. did you turn out so normal? Because your, your mother had like, you know, very little education, got kicked out for cutting someone's hair on the school bus. Your father twisted and, you know, handing you weed when your brain's not even developed and telling you Santa wasn't real at four and and picking out your mommy and half new i mean how did you turn out so normal jesse for real
1: drugs drugs <laughs> no well i mean i i think i did a lot of like shrooms mm. and the shrooms were like forget them i yeah. don't know i had goals like i also had like certain goals in my life that i knew that i wanted to accomplish and i i guess like growing up pretty much with money when I was raised with grandma Lou like I never had to worry about money with her you know but with dad it was always we were always on the struggle bus so I was like man I would like to for it to go back to where it was like when grandma Lou was taking care of me that was dope yeah, <laughs> yeah because you had how long did you live with grandma Lou
0: um from
1: five to nine
0: so four years. So you, that's really good. That's actually super good because they, first of all, they say that your, your beliefs are formed by the time you're seven. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that you had that example of normalcy, you know, um, of, cause despite whatever she is and who she was, whatever you had, you had a consistent schedule. You had someone who cared about you you didn't have to worry about clothes and food. I mean, you had consistency. Yeah. And on top of that, I mean,
1: random things for no reason. She would just be like, here you go. And I'm like, yeah.
0: So you had an example
1: of love and you kind of had that nurture
0: and, um, and then someone to teach you about money a little bit, you know, even though she
1: hated everybody else. Yeah. For some reason she liked me. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe she was like, she's an innocent. (laughs) I don't know I don't know
0: but I'm glad that you had that um, experience because I mean who knows how different things would have been right so I'm very grateful that grandma Lee you know stepped in and did that um you know because our dad's so crazy
1: and then like Uncle Mac even though he wasn't like always there I will say you remember his old old house he had with uh, Aunt Wendy which one Oh, uh, I think it was in Rivercrest. I was so young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. It was um, huge, yeah, fucking huge. And I would get lost. In that yeah, because matter- it's not. It
0: wasn't one of those houses where it's like open concept. It was like yeah. you, you're in different rooms.
1: So many different rooms. It was insane. It was a maze, and like going to the bathroom was a fucking struggle. Mm-hmm. So, um, I where the fuck am I? So anyway, um. Growing up and seeing that kind of wealth in the family as well, I think kind of was like, you know what, your dad's just kind of a piece of shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. You were surrounded by responsible people, no matter what we think of them or whatever. You were surrounded by people, you know, responsible people, and you who were consistent, you know. And that's what you need when you're like grow up in chaos and toxicity. Is you know that when we get panic attacks and things like, I know for me, uncertainty used to be. I didn't know that's what it was called, uncertainty. I just knew like when a plan changed, I would melt down, anger, my brain couldn't, I couldn't make a decision. I didn't know what my choices were. And now I know, cause I've just worked through so much of it, you know, um, that when I get uncertainty, um, you know, I, I have my like tools and techniques. I read this quote by Eckhart Tolle. It said, um, in the fog of uncertainty lies opportunity. And I remember reading that one day and I was like, yes, you know. And so now, when there's uncertainty, um, you know, I now know breathing techniques, uh, look at what my choices are. Uh, if this is a roadblock, like there's going to be an opportunity. Like, what's the opportunity in this, you know?
1: Yeah. You know what my favorite quote is? What? While we're on it, to be great is to be misunderstood. Ooh, I like that. Great. I like that.
0: Mm. because Great. you don't no no trailblazers, you know, started doing things other people did. They created their own path, you know,. Great. And so, you know, I feel like that that's what you and I do because and which changes the cycle and heals, you know, our DNA and ancestral trauma stuff, um, because you know, we are, we have awareness and sometimes we not, we, we not always know what to do with it, you know, or what it's called or whatever it is, but, you know, I'm really proud that you and I have overcome so much. Cause I mean, I used to say <laughs> I was just one bad choice away from the stripping, from stripping, you know, from the pole, you know, and nothing wrong with strippers. Cause we love strip clothes. Oh no, I heart strippers. <laughs> I need that bumper sticker on my car, <laughs> um, but uh <laughs> But we just yeah, cannot he, dance. We would be yeah. poor strippers.
1: Like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but, you know, and, and to be quite frank, the reason why I because I had a couple of friends that that started doing it. And uh, but to be frank, the reason why I was too insecure, I was like, so insecure. I was like, there's I and which is good is so is actually almost in a sense, my prote- a protective factor for me because I was so insecure about my body and the way I looked, you know, and I looked good. I think often. you'll find
1: a lot of strippers like taking Xanax and mm-hmm. drinking, yep. Yep. doing a lot of drugs because, you know, there's like to get them through the next yep yep night right. yep, and it's so sad yep. I'm like, you don't have to do this, girl. Yeah, but I know. Drugs are also addictive. Drugs are also. <laughs> Addictive, especially Xanax. Like when you see somebody on Xanax, it's like clear as day. Mm -hmm. They think they're talking, but they're not talking. It's like word jumble mumble. The lights are on and no one's home. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, no, I definitely just said words, bitch. And you're like, no, that was different language.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anybody that's on Xanax. (laughs) I only took Xanax one time and I was like, hell no, no, thank you ever again. I, it was too it was too much
1: I, just- I did the dumbest shit on xanax like i don't know how like i don't want to like call myself out and get myself in trouble but like definitely stole from walmart mm-hmm. like i'm sure everybody's done that so don't like but i also did something even dumber and like when i was dating evan Mm-hmm. Man, what this was so fucking dumb man i hope Oh, nobody judges me. <laughs> um, super barred out and we're driving around looking for unlocked cars to steal from. Mm-hmm. We got like eight CDs and like 60 cents, okay. but <laughs> it was like, it was just so stupid. Yeah. Like who, only people on drugs think that's a good idea
0: no only no no no. people who were raised by broken people who have never had any boundaries and the boundaries are so blurred like no that's
1: completely normal evan was like quote-unquote raised by a normal family like his dad was a whatever minister or whatever the fuck those are called okay so there we go
0: <laughs> you don't have to say anything more you said i didn't realize that yeah yeah he there is so religion, uh, actually I just did this, an episode on how coronavirus saved my life podcast about how, um, spirituality, um, helps with depression and anxiety and mental health and stuff. And I had, I had a, I had a minister on there. He's a minister. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, an addiction counselor and a sex addiction counselor. Um, and he is the owner of Sook like Counseling and Life Coaching in um Fort Gibson, Oklahoma. But we were talking about spirituality. Cause I actually he did this presentation when I was at that conference in Denver. Um, and he just made me ball my eyes out because it was about how it's important to, you know, integrate spirituality in healthcare. Um, but before he talked about that, he told his own story. And, you know. If you and I were walking down the street and we saw Mr. Jack Perkins, Dr. Jack Perkins, we'd been like, oh, that guy looks like he has a nice life, you know, and he does now, but he went through so much struggle. Like, I mean, all the things going on, but we talk about, you know, religion and how, you know, people, ha- he said he noticed during COVID that people had difficulty leaning on their religion. And part of it is because, you have these broken people who are raising you and then you integrate religion into it. And so how are you supposed to lean on to, into something? If the pe- broken people are, are telling you, this is what you do. Like, you know, like it's just like when yeah. dad would, when dad would give advice, we wouldn't listen to him. Why would we listen to him? He makes crazy yeah. choices,
1: you know? Well, you know, and then so fucked up, like dad bonded with Evan because the heroin addict thing. Yep. And while evan's parents being like tough love they kicked evan out of the house <clears throat> like he had nowhere to go and um our dad ended up helping him sign a lease for an apartment mm-hmm. you know i covered my mouth when i said that sorry i don't know if you could hear me but he yeah could you hear me say yeah, that? I, can hear you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I realized i was covering my mouth when i was doing that and i was like oh that's that's dumb um (laughs) but yeah so i i appreciated dad on those kinds of levels because he could see people's real pain and look past the religious bullshit yep yep yeah because
0: dad was no stranger to judgment speaking of judgment right he was judged his entire life you know and it's interesting because I, uh, I've been doing like cleaning my house and I found this like tub, of from dad's like stuff. I didn't, I didn't even realize what it was. Um, but it was grandma Lou's, I guess, papers and her and, um, dad's aunt's papers and things like that. So I started kind of digging through it a little bit, but it's got like old wills and testaments and stuff. So I didn't want to touch a whole bunch of stuff, but I ran across this, this envelope that was addressed to one of her uncles And it was from 1961 and it was letters from our grandfather addressed to our dad and his two brothers and grandma Lou. And I, yeah. And I actually, I have it here today because I wanted to, I wanted to read it because I got goosebumps. I know. And dad was six years old. (laughs) He died before you were born, right? He died like three years before you were born. Yeah. And so he, um. He wrote, um, sorry, I'm looking, but he wrote, you know, three separate letters, one well, four separate letters, one to um no, I can't find it, darn it. Um <laughs> that's funny. I can't find the one that he wrote to dad, but um, but it, it was interesting because the tone was like different in each letter. And I'm sure because of age and stuff, but through to dad, he he told him, um, he said. You know, make sure that you're minding your mother. Make sure that you're not beating up your brothers. Oh, and he started off the letter calling him head.
1: Yeah, call like a uh, Some like, he would know Toehead. Never mind. No, but we did an episode where
0: my, ex where I was complaining about my ex-husband calling Sophia, my daughter, chicken head. Remember oh, yeah. and you were calling Reuben, your dog chick. Hey, chicken head. Oh, and yeah. so I, the first line is how are you doing pumpkin head? And I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's crazy, Jesse. It's crazy. And then he, so he, in the letter, he told dad, he said, you know, are you playing baseball? If not have your brothers teach you the so dad was like six years old. And I guess our grandfather was in Houston. I don't know exactly what he was doing. Um, And then he, and then he said, so mind your mother, play baseball and um, stop beating up your brothers. And then he called them a little toot. And so he, he was quite funny because in another letter he wrote to, you know, one of our uncles, he was talking about going sailing and how he was, had a friend that had a sailboat And he was going to be the navigator and they're trying to go to the Caribbean. And then he made a joke that, you know, I hope we don't end up in Cuba, you know? And so, yeah, it was because, yeah, we never met our grandfather. I never met him. He died seven years before um, I was born. And, you know, he had cirrhosis of the liver and also the letter he wrote to our grandmother. I don't know if they were divorced or separated or what they were at that time, but you could tell he was probably drunk because his handwriting was sloppy. He's probably got nervous because basically in the letter, he's apologizing for not sending her more money. And there was a lot of like markouts and just, and his handwriting was very similar to our father's. And so it was very beautiful penmanship, but the one that he wrote to our grandma, you know, it was very different. (laughs) It was very different. It was a very different tone. Um, It was a embarrassed tone, kind of shameful tone. And so I, and I looked up the address that was a, in Hearst, Texas, and I looked up the house and, you know, a small little house. And so I got to thinking because, you know, I've, it's just perplexed me to think about how, you know, when Grandma Lou was married, I don't know, was it was a third, fourth time, whatever. Uh, I think it was the third or second time. I don't know. Was she, the stepfather who was very abusive towards our father and like, you know, beat him up and was physically abusive for years. And I think that guy was a lawyer, but um, I was reading this letter and it gave me a different perspective because if you think about our grandmother being raised in the depression, abandoned by her parents for several years, went off to California and left her and her sister to God knows what kind of stuff they had to deal with when they were like 12 And so, so then, so that sort of makes me wonder if that's why she was so wanting to take you in because she was probably a lot of stuff was coming up for her about that. But anyways, so she, and Robbie just died. Yeah. Yeah. And so she always told
1: me that like, I saved her from that. And I, I don't know why she like always told me that, but she would be like, yeah, she'd be like, yeah, I would just be laying in bed if it wasn't for you.
0: Wow. You gave
1: her purpose.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So, so I was thinking, I was like, how could a mother like sit there and let her husband, you know, physically abuse, you know, her child. And I was thinking, well, after reading that letter, you know, where he couldn't send her much money or whatever it was, because he was a geologist, you know, and so geologists don't make very much money, you know? Yeah. And so, and then a drunk one probably makes zero money. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but he didn't really seem like he had a stable place to live. He was like, I'll let you know, uh, this is my address right now. And you can't even read the address. It was so sloppy. I was like, okay, maybe that was a little purposeful. Like you can't even read the numbers and it's a PO box. It's all shady, you know? But I, I got to thinking, if you are a mother of three and you marry somebody, turns out to be an alcoholic and then disappears, whatever happened you know, and then you grew up in the depression. I assume you're like, you know what? Screw this. I'm getting married for money this time. And what damn the consequences, you know what I mean? And so i met cause shoot that's survival mode, right? Like you can't, you know, roof over her head and feed and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know. It just gave me more perspective on kind of the lens through her, her eyes, you know, and maybe, you know, that she just had to do what they had to do to survive you know
1: yeah i'm for sure i <clears throat> i on, honestly i've always looked up to grandma because of that and mm-hmm. while her son's uh, like mac has made it very blatant that he thinks it's dumb that she's one of my heroes <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like because he hates her you know he's like i had to grow up with dumb bitch <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah pretty much he's like she ruined my childhood that's what and he said I, in so many words like Mm -hmm. you know um in a mac way he said that yeah and i was just like okay i think that's what parents were meant to do (laughs) in some Mm -hmm. kind of aspect like you're you're like oh they sure did fuck me up man like your parents didn't come they didn't get a book they didn't get yeah. instructions on how exactly how to like treat every little moment. Right. Right. Cause they're, cause they were raised by broken people too. Either right. they or not they're not there. Right. And then Mac, his fucking children didn't even talk to him until their mom died. Yeah. So like, that says a lot about his parenting. Correct. Like, right. Right. Like, we're all
0: just going, trying to figure it out as we go. I know. It's funny you say that. Cause I, I went to, I was about to go pick up some groceries and I said, I asked Sophia, I don't know. I just paused and I go, how do you think I'm doing as a parent? And she goes, I think you're doing pretty okay. And, I said, <laughs> and then she started laughing nervously. <laughs> and I said, do I have room for improvement? <laughs> she said, <laughs> and I said, okay, we'll talk about this
1: later. <laughs> later
0: girl. Yeah. Later that, girl.
1: But like, yeah, that's one of the things that you could probably do. Right. If you're a parent is to literally ask your kid. Yeah. Like here's a survey. yeah yeah we can't
0: yeah you know what you're that's a good idea here's her survey um yeah satisfied dissatisfied (laughs) exceptional whatever yeah Um, but yeah I mean why 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 don't people ask their kid how do you think I'm doing as a parent are they afraid of the answer or how about how about you get the answer and you figure it out together everything's negotiable
1: you know but most, and I've noticed this though, most moms manipulate their kids into fishing. Like they fish for those compliments. You know, they're like, I'm a horrible right. mom. No, yeah. mommy, you're the best. And like, my mom would do that. She's like, I'm a horrible mom. And like my little brother, Dakota and Adriana, my little sister Adriana, oh no, mom. And I, and I would get so mad at them for feeding into it. I was like, I was like, you might be onto something, mom. And she hated me for it. <laughs> like... I'm not the one, and and it wasn't even because she abandoned me. I'm just like, you're manipulating everybody right now to feel bad for you. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've had
0: lots of conditioning, right? And you haven't had that much conditioning from her, and so you know, yeah, I could see why she.
1: I also don't put up with people trying to make themselves look like the victim at all. I'm like, mm-hmm. you, It takes two to tango, bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're more of a victim than fucking Charlie Brown. Mm -hmm. like I don't think he was ever victimized
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah (laughs) I know
0: I know well I love you Jesse happy Thanksgiving I hope your Thanksgiving was good oh yeah it was I cooked forever how about you uh mine was good uh I uh we went to uh my aunt's house and we were actually kind of coordinating the schedule around my mom being there you know I was going to go uh, Jeff and his daughter and Sophie were gonna go after my mom left because she doesn't stay long. Well, guess who fell?
1: Your well, mom, because it had to be about her. Well, it's a holiday. Oh my god! Holiday.
0: Holiday's birthday. I thought she was in a wheelchair girl, I don't know. Is, the thing is, is that it's not that she is not sick. She really does have medical issues, but she does nothing to improve herself because narcissists want to be sick because they want to be the victim speaking of victim. Right. And so like, and it, and really what it is, is all about control. It's about all about control. However, I can get control, whether it's hate or love and probably us just talking about her, like, you know, I don't know if she watches our stuff but you know she, she likes- definitely
1: she- watches this face yeah gonna- <laughs> she, she, she
0: likes she likes that attention whether it's good or bad. that's why they like being in court they love going to court yeah. um but yeah so so we get to go to my aunts and so that was really nice um, is that that
1: john bennett guy who sued me this time last year mm. remember that motherfucker yeah but okay, he's a narcissist
0: i don't know i need more information girl
1: i'm just gonna lay it out there because he's a
0: dickwad <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I love you, baby girl. I will talk to you later. Have a great week. All right. You too. Love you.
1: Love you too. Bye. Bye.